welcome to our Edmonton Catholic Schools Supporting Your Language Learner at Home session. My name is Sarah Federation and I am your host. Before we begin, we invite you to join us in our prayer and land acknowledgement. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Царю Небесний, Утішителю, Душе Істини, що всюди єси і все наповняєш. Скарби дібр, життя подателю, прийди і вселися нас. І очисти нас від усякої скверни, і спаси благі душі наші. Heavenly King, Advocate, Spirit of Truth, who are everywhere present and fill all things. Treasury of blessings, bestower of life, Come and dwell within us. Cleanse us of all that hurts us. And, O oh, good one, save our souls. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Nous vivons apprenons et jouons sur le territoire de Tratexis et la nation métisse de l'Alberta Région 4. Merci aux personnes autochtones de partager la terre. Merci à la terre de nous offrir la nourriture et l'eau. Si plus de gens comprennent le traité 6, l'amour de la terre et des gens deviendra plus fort. Hello, I'm Sandra Palazzo and board chair of Edmonton Catholic Schools. On behalf of the Board of Trustees, it is my absolute pleasure to welcome you to this special event called Supporting Your Language Learner. Edmonton Catholic Schools is proud to offer multiple language learning opportunities to our students through a variety of programs. We know that learning an additional language enriches and complements a child's first language, encourages new ways of thinking, and develops an appreciation of cultural diversity. We hope that this event will help you learn many strategies to support your child's language learning, both at home and at school. Thank you for joining us. In an increasingly interconnected world, learning an additional language has many benefits. The journey begins here at Edmonton Catholic Schools. It gives us the unique opportunity to communicate with a wide range of people for both personal and professional reasons. It has been shown to improve memory, problem-solving skills, critical thinking, and enhanced concentration. Learning an additional language opens the door to viewing the world through different cultural perspectives. It also means double the friends, double the music, double the books, double the movies, and double the fun for you to explore and enjoy throughout your life. There's French immersion, Spanish bilingual, and Ukrainian bilingual. There's also a variety of culture courses, Italian, Filipino, and Nehiwa Pimatsuwin Cree, French as a second language, and Spanish as a second language. Open up your child's world and join us in one of our language programs here at Edmonton Catholic School.
Edmonton Catholic Schools provides various ways for students to learn an additional language. We will be focusing on ways families can support their children in immersion and bilingual programs. This session will provide families with an understanding of some of the common myths around learning an additional language. And then we will look at ways that families can do activities that incorporate language into their daily lives to support reading and writing development. Lastly, we'll talk about ways families can support their language learner should they have a concern. To do all this, I'm joined by Dr. Nancy Wise, an educational consultant and researcher. Nancy works with families to gain access to supports that increase opportunities for student success in programs such as French Immersion. She also presents research and evidence to dispel common myths about language learning. Welcome, Nancy. I'm so excited that you could join us to talk about specific ways that families can support their language learner at home. To start, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself and how you came to be so passionate about supporting families in supporting their language learner? Thanks, Sarah. Um, I guess I worked as a special education teacher in the French immersion setting for 20 years, actually, and it was just so hard to watch some kids struggle. And I ended up doing a doctorate with a focus on kids that experience difficulty in the French immersion program. And that just led me to where I am today, which is, you know, working with families and school districts and teacher organizations to just help them help children have more success in language programs. So, you know, I often say to parents, you're giving your child this gift of a second or additional language. It's so important. And, you know, there's so many benefits of bilingualism and multilingualism. And here in Canada, we just haven't yet embraced this whole idea that learning another language can be beneficial like other countries around the world have. So I'm really happy to be here to talk about how to support children in language programs. We both know from our years in the field that families who enroll their children in language programs such as Ukrainian or Spanish bilingual or French immersion often have questions about how to support their child in the program. Sometimes they hear things about learning two languages at the same time, or they're unsure in which language to support their child at home. Rather than us determining the topics, we went right to families to see what questions they had about supporting their language learner. Three big ideas came up. First, some myths about language learning. Second, parents wanting to know what types of activities they can do at home and in what language to do them. Third, what can parents do if they are concerned about their child's language learning at school? Let's start with the myths. There are many myths around learning an additional language. Let's see what parents are asking about. Hi, my name is Vilma and my child is in kindergarten in the Spanish bilingual program. My question today is around myths involving language learning. 
I keep hearing that you should learn your first language before learning a second language. Is this true? Can children learn more than one language at the same time? Nancy, is the idea that you must be proficient in English before learning a second language a myth or a fact? So what does the research tell us? You know, a lot of people believe that. We know that recent trends in immigration have resulted in an increase in the number of students with limited English who enroll in language programs. Interestingly, investigations conducted by Dr. Callie Mady at Nipissing University have shown that, you know, French immersion students who are learning English as an additional language do as well as or better than native English speakers in the program. Why is that? Well, because many of these students are highly motivated to learn Canada's two official languages. They consider French-English bilingualism to be an essential component of Canadian identity, and they believe that bilingualism will provide them with more employment opportunities and maybe higher pay in the future. Um, investigators have also shown that learning a second language actually enhances English language development. How does that work? Well, students in language programs are learning the difference between English and the language that they're acquiring. So based on the available research evidence, it really isn't necessary for children to be proficient in English before learning a second or additional language. These are good points, Nancy. Having taught in language programs for many years, I definitely have noticed that language learners are naturally gifted at noticing similarities and differences between English and the language they're acquiring. Not only that, but language teachers are also skilled at pointing out these similarities and differences to students. Teachers draw explicit connections for their students, and they point out these similarities and differences to strengthen their understanding of both languages. My name is Michelle. My child is in grade five in the Ukrainian bilingual program. I've heard that it is more difficult for children to learn two languages at once. Is this true? So, Nancy, fact or fiction, learning an additional language may weaken your child's first language skills. That's a good point because so many parents believe it and that makes them hesitate to enroll their children in language programs. You know, language programs like French immersion are based on the model of additive bilingualism which means that French language skills are acquired without negatively impacting the development of first language skills. Research conducted by Dr. René Bourguin at the University of New Brunswick have consistently shown that first language skills are not jeopardized by second language learning. In fact, they 
are supported. We know from research that skills can and do transfer from one language to another, and studies have shown that learning a second language can make it easier to learn a third or even a fourth language. With additive bilingualism, a second language is added to a learner's linguistic repertoire at no loss to the learner's first language. So contrary to popular belief, learning a second or additional language will not weaken your child's first language. I love this notion of additive bilingualism. So when students are learning an additional language, it's a benefit. There are no long-term negative consequences to having your child learning an additional language. When you finish school, not only have you developed great English skills, but you can also listen, speak, read, and write in another language. From a teacher perspective, I would like to share that there are so many connections that can be made between English and the additional language. For example, one thing that I like to give families is the example of story structure. Stories follow the same pattern. There's an introduction with characters, setting, and a problem, and then multiple attempts to solve a problem, and then, of course, a resolution to the problem. That same story structure is similar across languages. So as a teacher, I might introduce the concept of the parts of a story in English, and then when I'm teaching in the target language, I will make connections to what I've already taught in English. Doing this helps students make connections. First, we see what they've learned in English, and then we reinforce the similarities in both languages. Seeing the structure of a story in both languages also helps with comprehension. When you know that a story follows the same pattern, beginning, middle, and end, then that means you can concentrate more on the content and the comprehension and less on the structure. Nancy, our next topic is about specific ways that families can support their language learners at home. I know this is a topic that you are particularly passionate about. Let's see what kind of questions parents are asking. Hello, my name is Maria and my children are in kindergarten and grade three um, in our French immersion program at Bishop Saverin. I am just wondering um, what would be the best ways to support my child at home and what kind of activities can I do to support their learning if I don't really speak um, the French language? Often when we think of supporting our language learner, we're still thinking of homework, like sitting at the table with a paper and pencil. But supporting your language learner doesn't always have to be paper and pencil. Nancy, let's talk about some of the specific strategies. What are your top suggestions for families? Sarah, while your child's learning a second or additional language, you can do activities at home that will support the development of reading and writing skills. For the biggest impact, I suggest that families do these activities in the language that is spoken in the home because 
your child's skills in the home language will transfer to the new language. I always advise families to read aloud to their children in the language spoken at home and to discuss what they read with their children to build vocabulary and background knowledge. These activities listed on the slide are intended to increase your child's phonemic awareness which is an awareness of individual sounds in spoken language. And research has shown that phonemic awareness is one of the foundational skills that children need to become skilled readers and spellers. And these activities are done orally, not with letters of the alphabet. So you can really do them anywhere. First, try saying a word and asking your child to tell you what sound they hear at the beginning of the word. And can they think of other words that start with that sound? So in English, if you said the word bat, you want your child to identify that the first sound in that word is a b. And then can they think of other words that also start with the b sound, like baseball. Um, you can also see if your child can count individual sounds they hear in a word. So in a word like it, can they hear that the word contains three sounds? It. And another thing they can try is saying sounds, or parents would do this, families, try saying sounds very slowly to see if your child can put those sounds together to create a word. Um, that's called blending. Learning to blend individual sounds and words helps children with reading. So for example, if I said to my child, listen to these sounds, mm, ah, can you put those sounds together to make a word? And then they would take a guess. And finally, parents can say a word and ask their child to tell them the individual sounds that they hear in that word. This helps them with spelling. It's a skill that's called segmenting. These are such great strategies for language learners, Nancy. One of the things that I love to share with families, a great family activity, is actually making grocery lists. Now, grocery lists, we do them all the time. We make lists all the time. But it's actually an activity that reinforces both writing and reading. So as you're making a grocery list, encourage your child to help you make the grocery list. It reinforces that letter sound connection by having the students or your children making, asking what sound, what sound does, uh, what letter is B for bananas, for example. 
And then once the grocery list is written, rereading it gives your child the opportunity to practice their reading skills, their decoding, and their fluency. Right, and kids need those foundational skills, especially at the beginning of their educational careers. So parents should rest assured that their efforts to support the development of reading and spelling skills will increase your child's opportunities for success in their own first language and the language they're acquiring in the language program. These are great strategies for our language learners. It sounds like the more you can bring awareness and attention to letters and sounds, the better it is for children. And certainly, it complements the work that teachers are doing in early grades. I love when children can live literacy at school and at home. I would like to offer some additional strategies that are helpful for students in the older grades. First, families can be excited about their child's language learning. It's such a great way to continue to support their language learning journey. Part of this journey towards learning an additional language is recognizing from where you've come and where you are now. When I was working in the classroom with students, I loved to show students how their language had evolved. It generated such a sense of pride and motivation to continue learning the language. Second, celebrating your child's emerging bilingualism. Along the same lines as my previous point, it's important to help your child see themselves as an emerging bilingual. I just love this term of emerging bilingual because it really helps you to show your child how having an additional language is beneficial to them. It helps them discover more books, more movies, more friends, and it even changes how they see the world. Third, a strategy that I love for those older students is consuming media in your additional language. One of the things I love to recommend to families who have an additional language learner is exploring media of all sorts. So watching a familiar show either with subtitles or in the target language is a great way for students to be immersed. So for example, I love when you've watched a familiar show, if students love a cartoon and they've seen it in English multiple times or even a movie, then I encourage them to go back and watch that movie in the additional language. And again, it's making those connections between what they know in their first language and what they're able to do in their second language. Discovering music is another great way to support your language learner. YouTube has great curated lists, and singing along to a song in, in an additional language really helps develop that fluency and that flow in the language. And I also love to recommend to families that idea of creating opportunities for the family to experience the target language together outside of school. For example, in any program, so in Spanish bilingual or in Ukrainian, it's important for the students to see that that language lives beyond the walls of the school. 
often there are activities that students can be involved in outside of the classroom. And I know for a fact that Edmonton has a vibrant language community with many activities that students can participate in. Exactly right, Sarah. Nancy, here's another question from a parent. Hi, my name is Carmelo Restaro, and our kids are in kindergarten as well as in grade two, and they are both in the Spanish bilingual program. My question today is, we speak English at home, but sometimes I'm unsure how to approach a teacher when there's an issue because we do not speak Spanish at home. What kind of questions should I be asking the teacher about their progress in the language? What a great question this is. As a teacher, I have had parents express concerns that they're a little unsure of how to start a conversation about their child's language learning, especially when their child is learning a language that they do not speak at home. So, Nancy, why don't you tell us when is a good time to initiate a discussion with the teacher? Well, if your child starts to experience difficulty in their language program, um, arrange to meet with the classroom teacher. And when you meet, you're going to discuss your child's strengths and their needs and then develop a plan of action that includes setting goals for improvement and strategies to help your child meet those goals, strategies that will be implemented in both the classroom and at home. Strategies at home might include things like checking online every day to see what's been assigned for homework, ensuring that your child has enough time to do their homework and has a space in which to complete their homework that is pretty free of distractions and making sure that the completed homework is placed in their backpack so that it's returned to school the following day. After meeting with the classroom teacher, set up a tentative date, maybe six weeks later, to follow up on the plan of action and discuss the strategies that were the most effective. Establishing a close relationship with that classroom teacher that includes regular information sharing will benefit both you and your child. I love this, Nancy. Uh, Throughout my career, I've always seen that family teacher relationship as a partnership that we are both equally invested in supporting that child to reach their full potential in school. And so that idea of regular communication is absolutely critical to supporting our language learners. And the other thing that I think you said that is important that is important to me is the idea of developing a strengths-based 
uh, concrete plan to support the child in their language learning. So having that discussion with the teacher around what does your child do so well and how do we build on that? How do we leverage those strengths so that we can support other areas that they they require support in? And uh, having kind of that concrete action, having goals and strategies and a check-in will really allow the family and the teacher to provide all-encompassing supports. And you certainly mentioned pieces around homework, and I'm just going to kind of almost go back to what we were speaking about earlier. I think all of those pieces around developing that love of reading are so important as well. So continuing to read with your child, having bedtime stories, discussing what is happening in those stories will continue to support the child as well. So what if... You've done this plan, but you're still seeing that your child requires some extra support. What might that look like? What are some next steps or tools that parents could access? If your child's difficulties persist, the teacher may want to share information with the school team. And most school team meetings are attended by a principal or vice principal one or more of your child's teachers and usually a special education teacher. And they offer fresh new perspectives that can be extremely helpful. So it's as if each person in attendance is bringing a different piece of a puzzle and they work together to try to address the concerns raised by the teacher. Families are usually invited to attend school team meetings, so I would advise families to do their best to get there. Establishing that strong partnership with the school administration and the staff is definitely in your child's best interests. At the school team meeting, the teacher will begin by presenting your child's strengths and needs, and then the teacher will summarize the plan of action that was implemented, what worked and what didn't. The purpose of the school team meeting is for the teacher to get additional suggestions that might be effective in meeting the child's goals. As family members, you'll have the opportunity to ask questions and participate in that discussion. And at the end of the school team meeting, there will be a new plan of action, the purpose of which is to increase your child's opportunities for success. And research has consistently demonstrated that with support, most children can be successful in language programs. That's such an important message to reinforce is that most children can be successful in language programs and sometimes they just need a little bit of extra support and uh, so what I'm hearing you say is that this is very much a partnership between families 
and the school. And by sitting together and discussing together, we're able to create solutions and come up with solutions from many different angles to ensure that our language learners are supported. Nancy, if we were to sum up our discussion points, what would be the three messages you would want families to retain? Well, I guess, firstly, I wouldn't want families to hesitate to enroll their child in language programs. Don't worry if they're not proficient in English, and don't worry that it will weaken their first language skills. Secondly, uh, by doing these phonemic awareness activities in your home language, that's going to improve your child's reading and spelling skills. And it's in their best interest to have those skills well-developed in their first language because those skills will transfer. And lastly, if your child experiences some difficulty in a language program, you can take steps that will increase their opportunities for success. And that'll involve partnering with school staff and getting your child the support that they need. Thank you, Nancy, for sharing your time and expertise with us. And thank you, Sarah, for all those yes. great examples from your experience yes. in the classroom. This is all going to be so beneficial to families. Families, we hope that this session has provided you with some additional ideas about how to support your language learner at home. Before we go, more information about our language programs can be found at ecsd.net. Thank you for watching.